0: Up, so, I was waiting for you to talk. I was trying to be I a gentleman like, oh, after you, you Melody. You usually
1: start the cold open, and then I start the episodes. So I was kind of like waiting.
0: Well, you know what? I don't take score. I don't take score that way. I'm just like I just let things flow, man. So what's up? How you doing? How's it going? How's it going, Jess?
1: uh going good. Going How are you good? doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> How are you, April? You going to start your boofing again? Yeah.
0: how are you doing, Jess? <laughs> doing Nervous fine. guy who just keeps asking you how you doing. That's my new character. New That's character. My... That's how our first date went. Did it? <laughs> no. How you doing? How you doing? You doing good? Are you, you doing good? You might have
1: asked a number of times,
0: no. but I, I think I I didn't really uh How you doing? You comfortable with I the situation? Praise. Right? <laughs> can I Can I can I do something about this creepy guy you're hanging out with? And you, you were like, you? "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> was like, "Yeah."
1: <laughs> well, I think we're going to talk about our Spotify wraps, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> As everyone does, it's that time of year when that's the thing you're supposed to talk about, I guess. Especially if you have a music-based podcast.
0: I mean, everyone's been posting about it. Everyone posts about it every year. Spotify wrapped, and hey, when we started this podcast originally you were using Apple Music and I was using Spotify. Mm -hmm. And then I had some some what would you call it a little a little tryst with title for a while there and but that <laughs> yeah. I don't even that wasn't this year I don't think maybe that was this year I don't remember you anymore. swayed
1: me to the Spotify side
0: yeah well Spotify just like organizes everything better I mean they're definitely the least ethical of all of the streaming <laughs> services but there is no, oh, no. <laughs> there is no ethical music consumption right. under capitalism
1: right and so sadly I'm- there's no better cataloging system than Spotify
0: Oh yeah, so I was using Title this year. I was using it over the summer a little bit. <laughs> I used it for three months. Anyway, what's, so what's, what does your Title Wrapped look like? <laughs> I know, right? I guess I'd have to log in. So what's what's your uh, what's your Title looking? Like? I mean, what's your what's your Spotify Wrapped looking like? I have to great, find mine. Great
1: energy we're bringing to the pod tonight. Uh April. April. That's
0: what it is. April singing. Oh, she's like, where's my treat? You (laughs) sit at the desk, and I get a big treat. I get a big treat for no reason. No reason. (laughs) This is a bribe. You're holding the beginning of the show hostage. There you go. Take a breath treat. Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, at first I did that. You know, there's one of those third-party websites that's like your festival lineup. And I love that. that, yeah, I love that one of my, like, headliners was like, BGM Jazz Music. Background Jazz Music. Background Jazz Music Company. (laughs) I had like two that were like that, and then it was like Tibetan singing bowls. (laughs) Uh, But as far as my top artists go, number one, Taylor Swift. Number two, Reliant K. Number three, Megadeth. Number four, (laughs) The Smashing Pumpkins. And number five, Corpse. AKA Corpse Husband. Uh, Who's a rapper. Right. Then my top songs. (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't what did you know if do? I should. I don't. Know. Well, look what you made me do, because <laughs> that's my number one. Okay. That's I feel fine. like I should give my my. I'll give my disclaimer after. I'll just say it. Number two. Okay. Crazy bitch. Right. <laughs> number three. Oh right,
0: right. I remember why you're going.
1: So look what you made me do by Taylor Swift. Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry mm-hmm. is number two. Number three is Miss You by Corpse. Mm-hmm. Number four, Man in the Box by Allison James. Mm-hmm. And number five, Ready For It by Taylor Swift, which is really random. But the thing is, is that all of these songs are on my workout playlist. So that's why. Me too. It's because yeah. I listen to my workout playlist like mm-hmm. more often repetitively than anything else. So it's like, It's going through, like, the first, like, five songs on my workout playlist, basically.
0: (laughs) Ridiculous. Well, My top
1: genre was rock. And my minutes listened, which I have a feeling will be far less than yours. Oh, it's pretty close. Were 1,200. Wait, 12,180. And
0: my minutes listened were 15,000. Oh, wow. So it's pretty close. My top artists were They Might Be Giants, Megadeth. This one threw me for a loop a little bit. The Goo Goo Dolls. Because I had that. about a month where I was constantly listening to Dizzy Up the Girl and Boy Named Goo. Like those mm. two albums, I got a little bit obsessed with for a while. That's but,
1: how I noticed that's how Spotify Wrapped yeah. works. Because, Whatever
0: you spend the last week listening right. to is suddenly your top artist. Like,
1: it was like, I got into MGK for like two right. months last year. Ago, right? It was Not last true. year. And so I just listened to to Ticket to My Downfall, like, over and over again for, like, a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, you are in the top, like, 0.5% of MGK listeners, and he's your number one artist. I'm like, oh, my goodness, no.
0: (laughs) And then... uh, Because I
1: listened to it, like, all through February and then not again. Right. Like, maybe every now and then, but, like... That's what
0: happened with me with the Goo Goo Dolls this year. Like, I listened to those two albums for a couple of weeks, maybe not even a month... Just like playing those albums on repeat. But like a sugary cake. Like I had too much cake. Or like a little boy and you fill a giant bowl of cereal. And then eventually you're like, this is too much cereal. Yeah. I got really tired of those albums. But now they're like locked in for all eternity. (laughs) For future generations to learn that I love the Goo Goo Dolls. But my number four was Rely K. And my number five was Direct Hit. But then my top songs feel very cursed. It's really strange. <laughs> Are they it's more cursed so unbalanced. Than mine? <laughs> no, it's like so unbalanced that I didn't even feel like sharing it. My top three songs are three direct hit songs. Direct hit's like a recent punk band. Okay. Bad Answer, Altered States, and Welcome to Heaven. Like, those are the three, just three direct hit songs. Then All Eyes on Me by the Goo Goo Dolls and Chalice of Blood by Forbidden. (laughs) Because I also listened to a lot of thrash metal in the last year. We talked about it with Ethan Luck when he was on the podcast. Like, I just really got into thrash metal this year. So, Chalice of Blood by forget forbidden was a song that i really liked i listened to that a bunch and it just feels like like yeah i was obsessed with these things for a little bit but maybe i just happened to listen to them a lot more than other things it's like my spotify top songs feels totally like unbalanced so i didn't even bother sharing it but my top genre was metal and then it does this little thing did it do this for you and then we'll get to the song and we'll get to the episode in just a second but I use Spotify for a lot of exploring. That's probably also another reason why. Like I I have, right. like I listen to music, like my favorite bands are on my phone's hard drive and I let iTunes play those songs a lot of times. So I'm, I'm losing those Spotify plays. I use Spotify for exploring different bands and checking out different things. Like I've just been listening to Frank Zappa for the first time in my life this month. So it gave me a little like you're an interplanetary genre explorer. That's what Spotify said to me.
1: Yes, I think that's in everyone's I'll have to go to actually go to one. Well then it was like you went
0: to these five planets this year and mine said punk, ska, rock, metal, and Christian rock. (laughs) And I was like, No, Spotify, this has been the thing. Christian Rock's not a genre. That was on
1: mine as well. Right.
0: And I was like I, and Wait, so, how do
1: I refine the the wrap? the, the rap? Oh I don't know.
0: <laughs> this is a long cold open, isn't G- it?
1: It is really long. It's been eight minutes. Oh this has been goodness. the longest cold
0: open we've ever done. We're going for a we're going for a record, folks. <laughs> 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 the longest cold open in Sadie Hawkins pod history. I don't know. I think you just you, I
1: think mine was like rock, classic rock, Christian rock. <laughs> <jazz>. Well Christian <laughs> Rock was the last
0: planet. So to me yeah, that was the lowest Christian was Rock there, is I the think, Pluto. Yeah. Everyone thinks, Christian rock is Pluto. Everyone thinks it's technically a planet. Everyone thinks it's technically a genre. But that's what we learned when we were kids. And then it lost its planet status. Like on this podcast, I no, It's still I've a planet. Lost,
1: I think it came back again.
0: Well, I've, Christian rock has lost its planet status for me. Because I now understand that Christian rock is just a marketing term. And it's just more... Rock music L- lyrics don't make genre, and we'll talk about that this week. You know, we're almost at 10 minutes. Should we just go for the 10 minute mark of the Were cold you open? in anybody's
1: top listeners? I can only imagine, like, they might be giants. You're yeah, in the I top was in
0: like, 0.001 percent. I was like in the top zero <laughs> zero five. I just had a big day, might be giants here. We're so close 15 seconds from a 10 minute cold open. Shocking, we're just going I was go in the it. top
1: three listeners of taylor swift which i'm like that's insane because isn't she like the number two spot like spotify artist or something how is that even possible
0: jessica what how did you what look what you made yourself do i know right there we did it 10 minute mark so we'll be talking about all of this and more today as we talk about (laughs) two technically two relying k songs the thief and there was no thief
1: this is not usually how we uh how we do these it's safe to say, you're never coming back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod again. Do, should do, do, can you, I really welcome you after 10 minutes, I guess. It was quite rude of me not to do so sooner.
0: You know, we've done a lot of different kind of fun things for the cold open. I was just excited to have a 10 minute bit <laughs> to open the show. <laughs> <laughs> That was exciting. Well, Just wasn't a... much of a bit, but <laughs> whatever. So uh, yeah, this week we're talking about the thief slash slash. There was no thief, and this is they're my OTP slash. That's right. Now this is not <laughs> slash Vic. I get it. This is not uh, a sole situation for Relying K. We haven't gotten to the other one, which is of of this where. It's technically two songs. I'm trying to remember if there are any others. I'm going to our song list. But to have a situation where it's technically two songs with different titles, but really they're the same song. One's just a fleshed out version of the other. I'm trying to double check if there's any other similar situation, but I know that one is Curb and For the Moments I Feel Faint. That's one we're going to have to talk about as well that we haven't gotten to. For the Moments I Feel Faint and the song Curb from the demo, are both technically the same song in this way. Are there any other ones like this, though? Where it's like two songs that are... Oh, and Fallen Man and Hope for Every Fallen Man. Right, That's mm-hmm. technically the same kind of situation. I wouldn't say like... I feel like once like I wouldn't say... I wouldn't count like Jefferson Airplane or Up and Up. Because where... they're the demo versions. Yeah, because they're like demos, acoustic versions of the same song. But to the very... for there to be a very distinctive specific line that the artist has drawn to say, this is a new song built on the structure of the previous song. I
1: feel like Fallen Man and Hope for Every Fallen Man kind of teeters on that. that Yeah, that's true.
0: It's almost like the title change is just for the sake of, it's not even brevity because the actual, (laughs) the more popular acoustic version, the more available acoustic version is the longer title. Which is also what happens here. And they're both on Bird and the B sides, although Hope for Every Fallen Man is on the B side section and There Was No Thief, the second version of this song, the longer the longer title and the longer version of the song is on the Nashville tennis section of Bird and the B sides. But we do have one voicemail. April She's, she's still over here just whining at us. This is her new thing. This is her
1: new thing. This is it's her to, new... In, it, insta- she wants to be another co-host, I think is what it is. She's tired <laughs> of being the quiet little engineer who sits there, does her job. The little she's engineer like-
0: that couldn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so true. just wants to be a part of the show. Now she just wants treats.
0: She just wants treats (laughs) and to go away. And she's like, "Why are you sitting at the table?" I
1: think she just really wants us to go to bed. She's it's her (laughs) new thing. She's like, she's so thrown off because of daylight savings. She's like, she wants her dinner and then she wants to go out. And then she I'm spelling it because she's looking at me and then she's been (laughs) out.
0: Here's a voicemail from Daniel. What's up, guys? It's Daniel. Had some thoughts on um, silly shoes. Mostly just that um, one time
1: I was at my cousin's house, and he had some sort of music software, like uh, like music creation software. I don't remember what it was, but it had a bunch of samples in it, and I was just kind of going through those, messing around and putting them in a
0: track and truly just messing around. But um, one of them was that guitar part that's in Silly Shoes, like that, like that thing. Um, and I was just like, whoa, why is that in there? Um, I guess I, until that moment, figured they had actually played that part. Um, but it, it really does seem like that whole track is just
1: random samples in who knows what recording software that they just kind of threw together and was like, this would sound good. Um, trying to think if I have anything else on that one. Don't think so.
2: I'll call
0: back later if I do. Alright, see ya. Yeah, I can believe that. Like we talked about silly shoes and I just I will go to patreon dot com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod <laughs> to watch our long pause. live our record our pre recorded live stream of us watching the five or six silly shoes lip sync fan videos. And man I was just like I just I mean, I didn't lay into it as heavily as I wanted to two weeks ago, but I really don't like silly shoes. It's really worse thin. <laughs> and then I got more joy out of it watching the, the silly music videos that people have made. But Jessica was, by the end of that episode, she was like... I don't know I just can't take it <laughs> but, It was more
1: like I just couldn't take FMVs anymore.
0: Yeah, because then we ended on some. Like, I was AMVs having I was having
1: flashbacks well. to uh, to high school. And... Oh right.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I can I can believe for sure that now that Daniel has this sort of incidental thing that he ran across the samples that match what's in Silly Shoes that this probably you know all that that entire. The entire beat, if you can call it that, in Silly Shoes is just constructed possibly from like royalty-free or very cheap licensed Creative Commons or something samples. I completely believe it because one of my main problems with Silly Shoes was like I'm like okay if you're gonna I don't mean to rehash two weeks ago but I'm gonna do it really quickly. If you're gonna write a purposely awful rap, you kind of need the the bed track. You need the beat to be a little bit better because to have a bad beat a really 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 bad beats and bad rap it's just too much and I compared it to the Five Iron Frenzy comedy rap of which I realized later Five Iron Frenzy and related bands like Brave and Saturn have done a lot of like comedy rap there's been like at least four Five Iron Frenzy extended universe uh joke raps And they're all sonically better than Silly Shoes. And I believe that it would be constructed out of, um, as Daniel said, like royalty-free sample stuff from some software because it seemed like such a joke. And I'm like, if they're part of Goatee Records, couldn't they get someone to, like, make a real good rap thing? But, like, no, they were probably just messing around in downtime, came up with this awful rap, and they thought it was good enough to put on the album, which I don't agree, but clearly most people do agree it was worth putting on the album. There was also some and it made me think of this thing and I tried googling this but now it's kind of impossible to google. I remember in the early 2010s some rapper some really popular hip-hop artist that I don't remember who it was. I'm not even going to guess because it would just be me picking the name of a popular rapper and I wouldn't actually know it's them. Got some little bit of like Uh, negative attention because someone was trying to like out them as like look at this popular song that's on the radio it's all made from garage band samples I remember just seeing this headline at the time and then that artist's reaction was yeah (laughs) like yeah that's exactly what we did it doesn't matter like it's there for everyone to use so we put together this popular song and I think that's I could not find who this article was because when you type in like accusations garage band sample hip-hop all you get is how to make the best tracks in garage band for your hip-hop projects i could not find this so it's like mostly especially because you know i spent years working for an entertainment before this new job like an entertainment advertising company the shame of stock materials is silly. And I got into it with someone about the Van Weezer thing. Do you remember I talked about <laughs> yes, this a couple months ago? Yes. Because someone who clearly hate, and they did, clearly they hated Weezer. Like they were, and I don't care for new Weezer, but I don't hate them. But like getting mad because it turns out that the cover of Van Weezer is actually from like a free stock picture website like the lightning bolts and stuff like that's why that's there those are made for people to put those things together and just because it's from freestock.com or whatever doesn't mean that Weezer actually gets it for free because usually in the fine print of those free stock things there's writing that says like if you're going to use this for a major corporate Project, you actually have to pay. Yeah, a
1: lot of sites actually have different tiers. Like if it's for personal use, if it's for, uh, I know with like YouTube stuff and like a lot of audio stuff, it's like for up to like your project with a million views, etc., etc., etc. It's different pay tiers, right?
0: But if Relying K just used samples out of some music making software, the the thing probably may have okay. actually said like this is actually all completely free to use for any project. Oh and then thanks to Jamie Pod again for being on last week with yes. for Anchorage. One thing I didn't think of and it's just the only thing I from the whole long conversation we had about emo music was we never brought up scrams. We never brought up scrams and I felt really I felt bad for not bringing that up but there's this whole new thing where like real emo and especially real screamo We didn't even talk about Screamo in all our emo talk. But like the actual, whatever you, 99% chance that when I say Screamo, whatever music you're thinking of is not actual, genuine, original Screamo. Like even more so than emo, Screamo got completely destroyed by the concept of what it was to the mainstream audiences. So like that crowd, that scene renamed their music Scrams. So real Screamo music. Is now called Scrams because it got to a point where like, well, the mainstream has completely destroyed our word. Let's rename this genre. And I wish I'd brought that up, but I didn't. Or researched it more because I still didn't research it before even bringing it up now. I just wanted to show that I know what that is. Well, let's scrams on out of here <laughs> and, move on. On and start talking <laughs> about the thief.
1: Uh, I really like these songs. I love uh, the Apathetic EP. I wore that CD out like you wore out the Employee of the Month EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did the same with Bird and the B-Size. But yeah, Apathetic was a mainstay in my, in my car six disc changer for like junior and senior year of high school.
0: I kept getting thrown off this week researching the song because when you search for The Thief on Spotify, the inclusion of the apathetic ep version on uhm mm-hmm 10 right yeah is the first one that comes up so i was like wait this was a uhm mm-hmm song but you know the little right. the little say like- the little picture of uhm mm-hmm 10 i can't tell it's the 10 i'm like oh yeah apathetic ep this is a bonus track on uhm mm-hmm 10 but then that totally threw me for a loop plus and we've talked about this, but I have these preconceived prejudices, if you will. That- oh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that serious. This preconceived like prejudgment that I, when the apathetic EP came out, I falsely assumed at the time that it was all cut tracks from mm-hmm. Because that's what most of the genre, most of the, not genre, most of the um, EP promotional i couldn't think of the word promotional and all i could think of the word was uh, the only word i could think of was genre the promotional eps to jessica's looking like am i going to be able to edit that out (laughs) (laughs) most of the promotional eps along with all the early albums are just like b-sides from those sessions but that's not the case with the apathetic ep Mm mm-hmm was recorded with brian and dave it was done. It was released on Goatee Records. And then very quickly moved up to Capitol Records within like weeks or months or something. And then Brian leaves the band, John joins uh Warren joins the band, then Schneck joins the band, and then they get back into the studio with the new five piece and record the apathetic EP. That's how it actually go wet for this case. But because I always just assumed, hey, all the three previous EPs were B sides to the albums. I was like, well, obviously all the songs on Apathetic EP are songs they held back from the mm mm-hmm sessions. But that's not true, because we double confirmed it. I feel like we've confirmed this in the past. It is definitely Schneck playing the Glockenspiel yes. on the Thief, the version that's on the Apathetic EP and on Mm mm-hmm ten. So this song Well is
1: there a Glock on just the regular thief, or is it like isn't like a just a, the piano?
0: well now, now now I don't know
1: because <laughs> the thief is like really pretty and short and like a piano ballad that is fully developed and realized in the follow up of there was no thief I
0: definitely didn't listen guess- oh my goodness <laughs> <You're never gonna> <laughs> <pull>. <laughs> No, you're right. There's no Glockenspiel on The Thief. I definitely listened to The Thief less this week than I did listen to right. There Was No Thief. Which I think is true of most people. Now, yourself, you listened you just said like you listened to both versions a ton. But yeah, I would say I have definitely heard There Was No Thief more. And Reliant K seemingly never played. If you're gonna consider them to be two different songs. Relyon K seemingly never played The Thief, like post-Apathetic EP being released, but pre-Nashville Tennis EP being released, like they never played The Thief. Although, t would constantly introduce it as The Thief. So around 2000, maybe late 2007, all these videos I have where they start to play There Was No Thief, Mm -hmm. t constantly introducing it as The Thief but then he plays what is clearly the full band version from The Bird and the B-Sides. But anyway, but it's still... It, Schneck confirmed that he is on the Apathetic EP. <laughs> he Maybe he was confused by my question when I said, are you playing the Glockenspiel on the Apathetic EP? And he's like, uh, I guess. <laughs> Other So really, I guess it is just Curb. Curb and for the moments I feel faint where it's like, two relative you know two different songs that get fully fleshed out on a later album Ugh.
1: oh my goodness daniel leary
0: <laughs> because yeah i would say fallen man and hope for every fallen man that really is just the acoustic version of the same song and they just kind of changed up the title a little bit it makes sense that they it's just an interesting thing though in, in relying case history especially when i had that whole diatribe about how like, there's no demos out there. There's no, like, leaked Reliant K demos. And there's so very little uh, window for fans to kind of comprehend Reliant K's creative process. Like, say, a band like They Might Be Giants. Um, and I was just on This Might Be a Podcast with Greg Simpson again recently. But a band like They Might Be Giants, a lot of songs have will have, like, multiple demos leaked. Like, they had their dial-a-song service where you could call up a phone number and hear, like, early versions of songs, and people saved those with microphones held up to the phones.
1: Oh my gosh, are you still doing Dial-a-Meme?
0: No, I forgot to do that, because my They Might Be Giants account, I created Dial-a-Meme, and you would call up, and then I would just tell you about one of my They Might Be Giants memes. (laughs) And it was a parody of They Might Be Giants' style a Song." I haven't updated it in probably a year. I should. You reminded me. Next time I'll let everyone. I'll update it, and I'll remind people.
1: These songs are interesting because they're like a part one and a part two. Because there's a callback in "There Was No Thief." Oh, is there to this song? Yeah. Do you want to go through the lyrics of both songs?
0: I guess so. But I just yeah, and that's interesting. I want to hear that because this is one of the very few situations where we get kind of a view at Reliant K's process like to actually hear what turns out to be an unfinished song to hear a more fleshed out version of a song on an album from only three years later you know to get one version of it on an EP and then hear the full version three years later like because Reliant K don't have leaked demos and because they don't do like Those kind of things that some bands might do where you um, journalize the creation of an album and release like snippets and release like pre-release, you know, versions of things like this is one of the few situations where we get that. So I'm now very interested to hear what the connections between the two songs are, because I also have a theory on maybe why this got fleshed out later, but I want to hear this.
1: Okay. So the thief verse... I guess it's safe to say you're never coming back. And I understand why you wouldn't want to. I guess it's up to me to find a way to get to you. Pre-chorus. And I can't see you. I'm getting used to living in the midst of your perfection. And I'm so lost. How can you trust somewhere the sun is always shining? Chorus. And there's just one last thing. That I have left to say as we reflect on the mess of all of this I've made. It was cowardice that made me push you away. I was so afraid because you were so much better than me. Outro. I guess it's safe to say you're never coming back. And I understand why you wouldn't want to. I guess it's up to me to find a way to get to you. Bad boyfriend Teeson song.
0: Right. Well, and now you're pulling up the lyrics to the other song? Yeah. This definitely skirts that line of like, is this about a relationship with a girl, with someone you're attracted to, or is this about God? And it's the last line of the song that makes it pretty clearly to me not about a relationship with God, but uh, we'll talk about that more in a second. I mean, if
1: you're like, it's safe to say you're you're never never coming coming back.
0: back, then that's not a relationship with God. Right. Everything else leading up to that
1: because skirts. God never abandons you. Right.
0: And especially because if that was actually what Matt Thiessen was saying, well, God, I guess you're never coming back into my life. That would be so antithetical right, to yeah. everything else yeah. he's ever written. So yeah. this this clearly has to be, to me, because of that line about a relationship with a person. But, it's, but up until that specific line, it skirts that uh, very specific... Magic eye thing where you can see two different versions of the song simultaneously about a relationship with God or a relationship with a person like every line up until that final line allows you to read either interpretation but now what's so what's the connection and what are the lyrics of the second version of the song So with
1: there was no thief that's where it's really like it's very clear that it's about a relationship Verse one, for a time I thought there was a thief among us. I thought I'd track him down, but prior to my pursuit, the smoke had cleared, and to my disbelief, there was no thief because it was me that lost you. There was no thief because it was me that lost you. Like this definitely implies that there was a thief. There was something that stole someone else's love, affection, attentions away. And then he's like, no, it turns out there was no Thief. I realized it was just me.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. I never thought of it that way. That The Thief is actually, that There Was No Thief is a sequel to this, to The Thief. Yeah, yeah. It's, wow. I did not think of it that way. I simply thought of it as, here's a song. I realized that song wasn't done. Oh, good. It was only on an EP, so I can re-release it on... Technically, no, also it's like a follow
1: easy. up. So that's why I was like, it really it, it kind of straddles that line of it's not a it's not really a remake. It's almost like a sequel to a kind of demo.
0: Right. Well, I have one. I, I, I'm wondering if anyone else out there knows of other situations like this. And yeah, it's a thin line. Like we said, just releasing an acoustic version later. And even if the title is slightly different, I guess that doesn't count. What we're looking for is one song that's released and then the same band basically reworks the same song and retitles it. And it has whole different sections, I guess, technically up and up the acoustic version and the rock version. There's a chorus. uh, There was a verse in the acoustic version that's not in the rock version if you remember that so that is slightly different there's the only other situation i can think of this when it's any other band and it's a band that doesn't feel like relying k at all is the ska band catch 22 and it's a very similar situation where on an ep they had a song called to be continued and it's only like a minute and a half or something And then on a full-length album a couple years later called Dinosaur Sounds, they re-released the song like fully fleshed out into like three minutes. And I've completely forgotten the name of that version of the song. But it's a really similar situation where you basically have um, a chin-up. So it's for the first version. If anyone wants to go listen to it, the first version of this Catch-22 song is called To Be Continued that's the name that lives in my head, but then Chin Up was the fully fleshed out version of basically the same song, added a whole bunch of more choruses, added a whole bunch of another bridge, and like a whole like horn line solo section, but still built off of the chorus of the original song. That's the only other time I can think of a band really doing that, like it's basically the same song, fleshed out, different title, but now you're totally like blowing my mind.
1: <laughs> and I mean, this first verse is really the only thing that's different.
0: Yeah, because then it goes into the original theme. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I guess it's
1: safe to say you're never coming back. And I understand why you wouldn't want to. I guess it's up to me to find a way to get to you. Chorus. And there's just one last thing that I have left to say as we reflect on the mess of all of this I've made. It was cowardice that made me push you away. I was so afraid because you were so much better than me. Verse 2, and I can't see you getting used to living in the midst of your perfection, and I'm so lost, how can you trust somewhere the sun is always shining? Chorus, and there's just one last thing I have left to say as we reflect on the mess of all of this I've made. It was cowardice that made me push you away. I was so afraid because you were so much better than me. Outro, I guess it's safe to say you're never coming
0: back. Right. So... Going back to the God or girl thing, it does seem to be about a romantic relationship because of that last line. It seems safe to say you're never coming back. A thief made me lose you, and it turns out I was the thief. What's really interesting, before you made me think that this is actually not just a fleshed-out song, but actually a revised song, like a revisited thing, that's really interesting. Now to realize this is basically a sequel, like a recontextualizing of the original song. The first version of the song doesn't use the word thief. It doesn't allude to exactly what the term thief means. It's like, it's clearly a song about a loss. Like, without that opening intro that he adds to the Bird and the b Sides version, he never says the word thief. He never even mentions what is the thief. You're just kind of left to think, like, okay, he lost a relationship So there's a thief to speak of. And it's like, without the context with it, like in a world where you only get the apathetic EP version, people would be debating who is the thief. (laughs) Was she the thief? Was some other boyfriend, the thief, was he, the thief was God, the thief was fate, the thief, who's the thief. We'd all be debating it, but then no, he comes out with a second version of the song and he says, it was me. I was the thief. It's like that. Um, that that ryan johnson quote that i told that time on the podcast that kind of pissed you off where (laughs) on twitter (laughs) ew or one of those entertainment magazines was like who is the last jedi and then ryan johnson just tweeted it's luke skywalker (laughs) Um, but it's like this is basically a tweet like that like one of those like someone just popping in and being like this is the answer or like when people were like there was a similar thing when like bowling for soup like someone was tweeting like is it bowling to win soup, or is it bowling to win, is it bowling, you know, to win for a bowl of soup? Like your a bowl of soup is cheering you on, and the band bowling for soup is like it's bowling to win a bowl of soup.
1: Now, when you just read through the lyrics of the thief, it does seem to me kind of evident that he is the thief, right? Because he, he it's it still has the. I'm not good enough, you know, you know, I can't live in the midst of your perfection. You know, how can you trust somewhere the sun is always shining? Like, it's too good to be true kind of things, you know, definitely, you know, mentioning about how he's cowardice and reflecting on the mess that he's made. It definitely seems like he is the the issue here.
0: Right. But and in that world where there's no burn the B-Sides version of the song, I think the case for it being him is the strongest, but I think that fan, you know, listeners and fans would still debate like, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes, but what was the thief? They'd still be debating what was the thief, even though it's clearly himself, you know? Um, You know, in any relationship, there might be an actual, you might, you might be able to pinpoint, here's the cause of a breakup, but... Then you can also look back and see all the gray areas and say, Well, I did this and they did that, and that person came along and fed this idea into their head, blah, blah, blah. Just like Forget Not Slow Down, which I'm going to get into in this context. Forget Not Slow Down goes back and forth with those gray areas. Like there are songs where he's kind of like saying to her, why are you doing this and he's saying to himself why did I let myself why did I make this happen there's that gray area of blaming yourself going back and forth so I think the original thief is still skirting that line within that context of going back and forth a little bit it's their fault it's my fault it's their fault it's my fault but then the burn the b-sides version just flat out said there was no thief it was me I was the thief
1: And it's so self-deprecating, which is definitely a theme that comes up a lot in t lyrics where, Mm -hmm. you know, I was so afraid because you were so much better than me. Right.
0: Especially like his love songs. Yeah. When it's very clearly about a girl, then there's always that thing of like, you're so much better than me. And I've harped on that and how like not really healthy that is to a relationship. (laughs) I think it's pretty evident in this song to say like, he's actually saying it here like, you were so much better than me and it was cowardice that made me push push you away. Cause you're just so much better than me, but that's not fair to the other person either to put the other person on a pedestal that then they feel like they can't live up to. Um, it's just not healthy to like, say like, you're better than me. You're better. You're better. You're better. I'm nothing. I'm scum because it's all. And then it comes back into that, that classic Christian pop punk discussion about like <laughs> flagellating yourself for God and saying, I'm worthless. I'm scum. Why do you love me, God? And God's like, dude, chill. I actually do love you, and you don't need to beat the crap out of yourself, verbally or even literally, to like win my love. So it's it's you know that extends to human relationships as well. If you're degradating yourself too much, it's like you're basically begging the other person to to think, oh, maybe I don't actually love this person if they keep saying that they're worthless compared to me. But thinking of the context of the song and I mentioned, forget not slow down. Before you, like, made me think that this is actually a sequel, <laughs> that these songs are actually in a series, not just a revi- not just a revision, but actually part one and part two. Um, something I did think was that I think that basically... I mean, that's
1: just my own personal theory, though. That makes
0: a lot of sense to say at a time that I thought there was a thief among us and he wrote a previous song about the thief. <laughs> and then the second song is called There Was No Thief. Like, to me, that sounds like a series and not just simply the same song revised. One thing that I always thought because of the timeline of these songs and these releases that I found very interesting is that basically, I think The Thief is about one relationship with a girl. And I think that There Was No Thief is recontextualized for a different relationship that was falling apart at the time.
1: Oh, interesting. And Mm -hmm. when
0: you think about the albums that were released right after each of these songs, Mm -hmm. right? apathetic ep what's the next song uh i can't think of the name of it. <laughs> five score i need to see the name of the album what's the second song off of five score after the little silly opening come, come right, right out and, and say it. it so apathetic ep singing a song about i'm in a relationship and i'm pushing you away and i'm losing you the next album the first song is called come right out and say it who that song is about is definitively canonically said to be about his girl his 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 girlfriend Catherine. We know for a fact. There are lots of songs that fans can be like, oh, this song might be about her. This song might be about the famous ex. This song might be about the famous ex. But there's only a handful that are confirmed to definitively be about her. I feel like the timing here that the apathetic ep comes out in 2005 and then this song and then come right out and say it comes out in 2007 i feel like the timing and the fact that they were in a relationship and that relationship ended right around the time between you know around apathetic ep up to come right they were definitely broken up by then i think the thief if it was influenced by a relationship was probably influenced by Catherine. but then We have talked about, then this song gets revised and expanded and possibly sequelized on the Nashville Tennis EP, and I've talked about how, it's my theory, based on very strong circumstantial evidence, that the Nashville Tennis EP songs, the songs written by Thiessen on there, are basically prequel songs to Forget and Not Slow Down. And I'm going to rehash this for the 10th time on the podcast. But we know that basically Reliant K wasn't really ready to record new material for like a full length album, but they were contractually obligated to release something in 2008 that was half new. So that's why they recorded new songs for the National Tennis EP and then they built out the second half of the CD with B sides. So, in that context, when we fig- and we were definitely told this by Schneck like, burden the B sides as we know it wouldn't necessarily exist in the world if it wasn't for a contractual obligation that they had to record new material in 2008. So when you think about the timing and how uh, Shannon and Matt Thiessen were basically like on the outs around that time. And then just a year later, he writes forget and not slow down. I realized that a bunch of like the, like where do we go from here and songs like that are about that same relationship. They're basically prequel songs to the situation of Forget and Not Slow Down. And in another world, in another dimension, <laughs> in another dimension where the Nashville, Tennessee P doesn't exist, there's no contractual obligations. So I think some of the songs from the Nashville, Tennessee P end up on Forget and Not Slow Down, or at least on a Forget and Not Slow Down deluxe edition. I think where do we go from here and possibly even There Was No Thief end up on Forget and Not Slow Down. So it's been my theory. That The Thief is about Catherine, and then it's recontextualized a couple years later that There Was No Thief is about Shannon.
1: I mean, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. I feel like it's probably just, you know, when you're going through breakups and stuff, you know, you kind of go back through and you you reexamine other relationships. So it could just be that he was going through a difficult time and sort of was reexamining his former relationship. Mm-hmm. And thought back through the thief and was like, let me just revisit this because now I'm sort of re-examining that relationship, and I realize there isn't a thief. It was right. me, yeah, because of this other situation that happened where it again was me,
0: right? That's what I think. <laughs> it's really interesting. I'm really, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think it's fascinating to to have this situation in Reliant K's discography which I just don't think exists in this form again to two different songs technically two different songs basically the same song but different different titles different periods in the songwriter's life and you know different context around it and then to also narratively like just break that just break it open and say oh there was no thief you know this is like a really fascinating look into, you know, his songs are always about, you said it, therapy, the song therapy. The therapy is the songwriting. The therapy isn't the driving around all day to drive. Like that is a piece of it. But the therapy is he writes these songs. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes down to with Matisse and songwriting. He's constantly struggling with life in trying to be a better friend, trying to be a better Christian, trying to be better at this and that. And he works through that, through music and through lyrics. So in this one particular instance in their discography, and there could be in in Matt Tyson's personal songbook, there could be way more examples of this. But this is the only real example we have in the canonical Reliant K discography of looking at a specific, one specific thought Evolving, this this thief that he thinks of possibly in one relationship, evolving, and even if he's thinking back on that previous relationship, or now he's thinking of in the context of another relationship, seeing that one particular thought, that same core emotion, specifically evolving, you know that one core memory. Just like we have memories that start to recontextualize, and we have things that we deconstruct, and I'm not just saying this in the Christian sphere sphere and you know, political ideas of that, but like you have memories and you start to reconstruct and deconstruct and you start to rethink them like like, oh, that thing from my childhood. I always thought of it this one way, but now I'm starting to realize that maybe that actually led to this problem I'm having in life. Well here he's thinking of the thief and we're actually listening to him recontextualize and break down and rebuild that idea of the thief in real time through these two songs. And that's just so fascinating and really interesting. And now it gives more credit to me for the apathetic EP version. Because like I said, I never gave much credence to the apathetic EP version. Oh. <laughs> and we'll go back to this. Sorry. are you, you, look, you look like Danny. You've spoken enough. We have to get to the Patreon break. But musically, we didn't talk about the changes musically. So yeah, the apathetic EP version... Is this very, you know, for lack of a better word, very Christian sounding (laughs) piano, simple praise sounding worship thing? But I think, you know, in this context, especially because that last line is the same in both versions, he's singing about a relationship with a person. You know, to say it was cowardice that made me push you away. Well, in the context of thinking this is about God, you could think that's about God because, yeah, like, consistently people fall away from God people backslide because of one of one of the things that might cause them to backslide or fall away from God is cowardice like I just I don't want to deal with this I don't want to think about God and I want to I don't want to think about it so I'm I'm pushing him away I'm pushing God away that's that's my cowardice doing that and then also to think like he you're so much better than me. Like that is a constant thing in Christian music and Christian pop music and Christian writing. Even to in say, Reliant
1: K's music.
0: Yeah, to say, God, you're so amazing and perfect and beyond perfect, like how can I live up to you? So it's cowardice that makes me push you away. But then that last line comes up and you know and I just feel like it can't be about your relationship with God. But musically, the apathetic EP version is almost misleading you with its Christian, with its church-sounding instrumentation of that, you know, that very, like, the haunting harmonic, the haunting (laughs) harmonic vocals in the background, almost like a choir, a little bit, not not choir-like, but just droning, ah, that sort of thing in the background with the simple church-like piano. It's almost forcing you to accidentally think this is about god but then there was no thief well now it's even more clear there was no thief i'm the one who lost you and now it's like a it's like a coldplay-esque rock song (laughs) without some of without a lot of the grandiose production of a coldplay but just like the the thundering rock like breakdown section I don't know if that counts as a breakdown section but when it's suddenly dun dun when it suddenly gets like that but to kind of make it up into a big full dramatic slow rock song it kind of also matches the tone because maybe in the context of these being sequels to each other the thief is like sort of uh, just like a you know just soft piano and some choir-like melodies in the background it's like oh I'm just wistful and I'm sad but then by the time of There Was No Thief, like now you're trying to, you're like, what is wrong with my relationships? And why is things, why are things constantly falling apart? And then musically, that kind of like that chaos that just feels like it's constantly, like you're constantly struggling to maintain relationships. It's kind of built up with this, it, it, that musical shift in the second version of the song also kind of makes sense to make it this thunderous, Coldplay-esque rock song. Does this make sense? Sure. Sure. Sure, Danny. <laughs> shut up. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to get to the deep dive and the YouTube section because I'm anticipating some really epic shipping videos this week.
0: Oh, well, there's a couple.
1: If there is not one for Supercorp from Caras POV, <laughs> I want my money back.
0: Well, I'll get your money. Mm.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to join the conversation, please contact us with thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, 95 sadie or send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com.
0: You can also visit our socials. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at Sadie Hawkins Pod, where you can see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week.
1: You can also visit SadieHawkinsPod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as our merch store for shirts, mugs, and stickers. And on Facebook, search for Sadie Hawkins Group to discuss our show and Reliant K. It's admin by Danny, so honestly, you can probably post almost anything there.
0: We also want to thank our patrons at Patreon.com slash SadieHawkinsPod, who include Samantha, Matthew, Bjorn, Emily, Isaac, Kindle, Joshua, Daniel, jay joel connor michael samantha jimmy eat pod this might be a podcast tucker and brady
1: join our patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes unlock dozens of existing bonus apps including k is for karaoke songs every chapter of the complex infrastructure known as the female mind book stickers guitar picks and a special patreon exclusive shirt when you have donated a lifetime contribution of 60 dollars
0: whether you join the Patreon or not, we appreciate that you have a lot of choices for podcasts out there in the world, so it's nice that you chose us. Thanks. By the way, Jess, mm-hmm. you're sus. <laughs> what? You're sus. Out of the two of us, what? you're the most sus. Why? I think there's someone among us. I think there's an imposter among us, and I think it's you. I think you're Sus.
1: Have you been playing Among Us?
0: No. But he oh. mentions Among Us in this song. Oh. And we gotta mention it for all the kids listening. Oh wow. I'm a total gen z I'm a Gen Z Danny, um, Among Us is so over. What? So last year. Among Us. Yeah. I think people are still talking about Among Us. I think it might come up on the YouTube videos this week. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> But Lord. he so strongly says Among Us. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I was expecting way more Among Us stuff. Maybe I didn't check TikTok. <laughs> I didn't check TikTok where all my people live. I was trying to stretch out and like, look at where the older people go, YouTube and Well, cloud. first
1: of all, we have an interview with Tyson from popreckoning.wordpress.com. And this article I actually found, I don't know, probably like a year ago, maybe and it was just one of those things that like I had started I, I always have to double check and see if I've started a note for a song before I start a new one. Because sometimes I come across things and I just throw them in a note for a song that we haven't covered yet if it talks about it. Mm-hmm. Now I was just sort of scrolling through it and I don't really see yet where it mentions the thief or there was no thief, but we're gonna we're gonna find out. Now, Dan, what is your favorite question that interviewers ask?
0: How's Warp Tour going? Well <laughs> How is Warp Tour going in 2023, Reliant K? how is Warp Tour going
1: <laughs> this time? It's you're getting ready for Warp Tour? Question <laughs> mark. Uh,
0: how do you think Warp Tour will be going?
1: This is it was posted by Jessica, not me, Jessica though. Uh, Bethany recently got a chance to talk with Reliant K's Matt Thiessen about their headlining gig on this summer's Warp Tour and the new The Bird and the B-Sides EP due out July 1st. Check it out. Bethany Pop Reckoning. hello, Matt Teeson. how are you doing?
0: PW, uh, I'm good, how are you? I'm good as well. And how are you? Oh, I'm good, but how are you? Oh, I'm also good. But no, I want to know how you're doing. Oh, I'm doing Okay.
1: I'm doing all right. How are you, Matt? Matt, I'm doing well. <laughs> Trying to fit everything I could possibly need for the next two months into a suitcase right now. PW, you're getting ready for Warp Tour, right? MT, yeah, Herman. I'm leaving this at this afternoon. <laughs> Pop Reckoning or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have played Warp Tour before, right? MT, yeah, three years ago. We did it with about half of it, a little more, maybe. PW, and you're on, but now all that I per- can think of is, is Pee-wee Herman. Here, um, do you, he- you
0: want to send this link to me, and we'll read this like it's a play? <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you want to be Matt Thiessen, or do you want to be PW?
2: So tempting, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I won't be British <laughs> Thiessen. I'll and, do my oh, regular no. t voice,
1: and you're on for the whole time this year. Yep, we play every single show. So, how is Warp Tour different than other tours? Oh my God, well, Warp Tour is really different. And when you than think a, of a lot of, of tours,
0: <laughs> when you think of all the bands that have been on Warp Tour, there's no end to knowing what Warp Tour is like. <laughs> there's so many interviews you can find. There's a couple of documentaries about Warp Tour experience. There's an official Warp Tour documentary. Well, well, Warp when need... Tour
1: is really different than oh, a lot no. of tours It only happens during the summer. No. So there are a whole bunch of weather <laughs> factors Lord. involved. Like it's usually pretty hot on stage. You're usually pretty much sweating the whole time and it is hard to shower and you kind of operate like you're at summer camp, which also makes it really enjoyable. The
0: best movie about Warp Tour, Punk Rock Holocaust. <laughs> are Horror you guys movie going to... <laughs> shot at Warp Tour? Cinema Verite, cinema realism style, neo realism style.
1: Or Cinema Verite. You were on the right track. Are you guys going to be playing some of the new songs on Warped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. We haven't decided what songs we're going to play yet. So I'll find out that more as we start practicing and stuff. Uh, I'm just going to skip forward a little bit.
0: <laughs> this is quite a rock reckoning, I will say. Or a pop reckoning or whatever. Uh, so
1: on this new EP, how did you guys decide on doing two EPs kind of merged onto one record. Uh, MT, we had a bunch of songs that we had released on EPs and stuff through the past seven years or whatever, and we didn't know what to do with those songs. And the kids really couldn't get a hold of them because they would all make it online for digital download illegally or the few copies that sold out. You had to buy them on eBay. We just had all these songs and we were like, we'll put them all together and make a B-side record. But whatever we put out, I don't know, I'm not into Greatest Hits or B-Sides or any of that stuff, but my favorite type of record why is when... Why aren't you into
0: B-Sides?
1: In the past, bands I've liked have put out a B-Side record.
0: Why would you know? Who would... who? Why is Matt T... I'm not into
1: B-Sides or that kind of stuff, but my favorite type of record <laughs> is when bands put out, like, a B-Side record. Okay. Uh, They put out originals on it or newer songs, then I usually get more into it. We just wanted to put some new original songs on our B-side record, and it turned out to be like 13 songs, so we just ended up putting a bunch of songs on it. So on the first part of it, the Nashville EP, those are all new songs, right? Correct. But one of them, Catch a Thief is kind
0: of a (laughs) new, a new
1: version of an old song. Matt, yeah, we have a song on an EP called The Apathetic EP, and the song is called The Thief, and we just started reworking it this year. We wrote a new intro and we played it full band. It used to be just piano and vocals pretty much, so we sort of changed it around a little bit. Why just one song that you kind of changed around and the rest all original? I don't know. that's kind of the way it happened, I guess. I liked that song <laughs> the thief and we never well, why really didn't did you anything, change more old
0: songs
1: and we never really did anything with it and we couldn't really play it live the way it was the way it was so we went back and changed it and we decided to rework it and tried to make the song have a little more substance to it. The guys liked it enough so we finished tracking the new songs. And decided to try the new version.
0: Okay, well, from what he's saying, from what Matt Thiessen is saying right here, it sounds like I like our interpretation of why does the second version of the song exist for all of these very deep and meaningful reasons. But it is possibly just as simple as they had a song that they kind of liked, but they wanted to, like, fill it out yeah. and be able flesh to play it, it live and yeah. actually just flesh it out. But that being said... This is a canonical answer right here from Matt Thiessen about why they fleshed out the song. But that doesn't mean there he doesn't put some deeper meaning and some actual thought into it. Like, I don't think that necessarily he's just like, ah, we, gotta, ah, we just gotta make this song rock a little harder just to play it live. It's like, no, that's the practical reason. Like, every emotional good reason you do something has a practical reason behind it as well, so... It's possible this is the practical reason, and then, you know, our thoughts could be true. I don't know.
1: Okay, there's some other styles on this EP that I haven't been hearing before. Like, I've been hearing a lot more ska on it.
0: Well, well. (laughs) Oh, I guess there's technically two kind of ska things on there. Okay. Oh, well, maybe that's a lot more
1: than usual.
0: There's, okay, well, there's definitely one reggae song, there's one full on ska song, and then Lining is Silver kind of has a ska-esque breakdown. So yeah, there's, I can see.
1: Matt Teason. Yeah, there's a little bit of that on there. Yeah. Well, our new drummer, Ethan, he used to be in a ska band. So on his new song that he, he was in wrote, a couple ska bands. there's a little bit more of that. You know, on The Lining is Silver, it's a little bit more of a reggae, steel drum feel to it. I like that stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Goldfinger right now and bands <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just had to uh, throw that in there for Danny's benefit. Uh, let me see if there's anything else in here. I've noticed on a lot of tracks on the Nashville EP, you weren't necessarily singing lead vocals. You guys switched it around a bit more than I've heard in the past. Well, I think every single person in the band sings lead on at least one song other than me. And then I sing the rest of them. So, you know, we did it like that because I think it's fun to do that.
0: Now, I think it's uh, the reason they did that. It's because they got to sing whatever song they wrote. Is because they needed more songs. On, they needed more new songs. Mm-hmm. Right? I think they're always coy about the reason they needed a full-length version. They needed a full-length amount of new songs. And they were like, well, we don't have that many songs. So everyone go write a one-minute song just to flesh right. this thing out.
1: Uh, do you have any favorite song that you guys are really, really proud of? A potential single off this B-side. I wouldn't say single, but my favorite song off this B side record is called Curl Up and Die. Oh, that's my favorite too. Yeah, that's my favorite song genre. You say genre. Yeah, that curl up and die song is a whole different feel to it than that faster rock stuff. That slower stuff is more fun t- for me to write because I haven't really for the last 10 years of writing, whereas if you're writing a punk rock influenced fast song, well, we've kind of gone through that before. So it's more fun to write like that. And the second half of the EP, the actual B-side demos, how did you decide what made the cut for that? Matt. Matt.
0: Because they got every B-side except for like three (laughs) or four on there.
1: Whatever was performed, a lot of our older songs or songs even written poorly at times, just, you know, I know (laughs) that I can sing a lot of the songs better than the way they were recorded. So just a lot of that prideful sort of thing.
0: Did I miss what the
1: question was? It was about, the second half of the B-side is a lot of actual B-sides and demos. How did you decide what made the cut for that?
0: That doesn't feel like he answered the question. Right. Well, (laughs) there's still
1: more. Um,
0: Are they already in the Warped Tour hot sun drying their brains?
1: So, no, they're getting ready. Uh, So just a lot of prideful sort of thing. You look back at your old stuff and you say, oh man, I wish I would have done that better. You just have... To pick the best B sides, so he's saying he's George Lucasing it. I guess the ones that would well, be easy that. Well, to like, listen to with for
0: the band, like they remastered, yeah, every song for the B side side.
1: The ones that would make the ones that would be easy to listen to and make you not want to skip tracks a lot. The rest of the B sides were just to make it's them available. It's a big burn at everyone. Operation. It's
0: a big old burn at Operation.
1: Uh, and then I'm going to leave it off there. They go into the whole scavenger hunt thing and uh, keep talking about other stuff. So that is that interview then of course we have song meanings for both songs
0: oh okay Uh, one there could be a thief and the second one the song meaning is there was no thief
1: oh my gosh this one's a really long diatribe I don't know if I can go into the first (laughs) comment on the the, uh, I guess I'll try okay I'm trying to speed read here General comment uh, on The Thief from Brian82 on November eleventh 2005.
0: I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you.
1: <laughs> I took to interpreting this song as being a R slash ship that failed for one reason or another, but he knows that there is still something, a connection, and is willing to show that he can be with them in time, and that a hiccup in the road is no more than just a speed hump And more so a learning curve. Well, I guess this person's from wherever in the country they say speed hump instead of speed bump. I'm not sure if the title's meaning The Thief. Perhaps, I'm not sure if the title's meaning The Thief. Perhaps suggesting metaphorically that something he valued was taken and now has
0: to live without it. See, that would have been a mystery to people at the time that the Apathetic EP came out. And do something about it. Because he's not mentioned in the specific song. Yeah.
1: In the first line, I guess it's safe to say you're never coming back. He realizes that because of circumstance, the R slash ship cannot continue. Is that like Reddit slash ship posts? I don't understand. Cannot continue because of the... I realized that it sounded like I said something that I didn't. I said ship Um, (laughs) S-H-I-P. We don't need to believe that. I'm still trying to get this dog. (laughs) Can I continue? Because of this barrier, he can see where she is coming from. The next line, I guess it's up to me to find a way to get to you. He won't dwell on what has happened, and it's not like they must change everything for them. But I feel that he has to be more positive in this situation because they know their self-worth and importance of this. And the importance of this. And I can't see you, get you getting now. used to living in the midst bait. of your perfection. Yada, 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 yada. Oh, she
0: knows what I'm trying to get her.
1: This verse gives me the whole impression <laughs> that they have parted and moved away from each other, but yet at the same time getting used to the situation. I'm <laughs> playing with the dog during the podcast. This has never happened <laughs> This before. is possibly the best way to go through song meetings, though. <laughs> and I can't see who getting used to. Oh, my golly. We're just really breaking this down here. That's great. But then you could also read that the people involved are not on the same page. And for some reason, he feels he is lost because he doesn't believe it was always the case. Being one step behind this girl who he loves and thinks the world of. He feels that he has lost his best friend in that process and feels alone. Being in love with that person, it's given to obviously sharing things with them. I'm not entirely sure on the how can you trust if he is asking if he can trust himself or if she can trust him right now or whether he is asking her if she can trust him or can she continued to trust him either way trust is important in an r slash <laughs> ship without that relationship not, i guess they, they is just what they're don't saying. like writing oh my the gosh. word relationship apparently i only just put that together i was so confused without that <laughs> what are you to believe
0: now i assume that r slash ship on reddit is probably about right. like ships yeah like actual oh, oh, like, ocean you ships? like
1: yeah like sailing the ocean blue uh As interpreted in these three lines, living in the midst of your perfection and I'm so lost, how can you trust? Did we not just go over that? And in the last line of the verse, he is telling himself that these circumstances aren't always as bleak as they seem.
0: I got her. I got the dog. She's in my lap.
1: (laughs) Somewhere the sun is always shining. There is just one last thing that I have left to say as we reflect on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He is trying to be apologetic about how things turned out. He feels he wasn't good enough and was afraid to let her know this. A bit too much pride, I think. And he wasn't as confident anymore, thus unsure of himself. The way he handled it, he makes it out to be his fault that tore them apart. The way things turned out, they weren't as tightly bonded as they were. And this led to their me. falling out. they uh, falling <laughs> out with this <laughs> reviewer. The pushing her away. The pushing her away. It does say that. Okay. He was afraid to show everything because he felt that he wouldn't live up to her expectations because he thought very highly of her. The way the singer emphasizes the last bit, whether that was intentional or not, because he sang... We said all this. Yeah, like, it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> he realizes, April, you keep banging the microphone. Um <laughs> he uh uh he how stupid spot. that that was because you know if they love you they accept you for who you are and work on it she got but damaged. in the end the damage was done oh. he comes full circle again knowing that things are the way it is and he shouldn't dwell on it because in, but instead move forward and try to forget and not slow down just kidding it doesn't say that I got a bit <laughs> What if
0: it did? out of the sun- right, this right in 2005 before that album.
1: yeah I got a bit out of this song because it kind of reads my position <laughs> and the R slash ship I had. As always, there is a light. That's so at the odd. End like, of do the they tunnel. just not
0: want to spell the word relationship? It's not the longest word they've used in this review. This is not
1: like on uh, like when you're posting on uh, I don't know Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, and you don't want the person yeah. to be able to search themselves or right. whatever, like. As always, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They're you subtweeting just the concept of
0: relationships.
1: <laughs> you just have to know your self-worth because you have nothing to lose, especially if it's worth it. In the end, whether I'm right or wrong, everyone has their own interpretations, and I could care less if I'm far away from the singer's interpretations of this piece. Oh yeah, before I go, I do like the piano and the melody. The song <laughs> is don't. over before you know it. I feel well, like it's we been a nice time
0: here on song. <laughs> <laughs> I wish every yeah, song right. meanings posts ended <laughs> with something like, "Well, it's been a lovely time here on song meanings, but I must be going."
1: Okay, okay. Here we go. Swim, Andy zero thirteen on November twelfth, two thousand five. Said, "I can see how you might think this is about a relationship, but I think it's about a relationship with Jesus. That's why he's saying That's about why coming feel- back <laughs> because Jesus is supposed to come back." Well, then why does he say, I guess it's safe to say you're never coming back?
0: You're right. I was about to say.
1: And he's, and also in the midst of your perfection, well, Jesus was perfect and sinless. And he's saying Jesus isn't going to come back while he's alive. Is that what he's saying? Maybe. What? I'm not sure. So he's going. got Jesus to find a Jesus isn't going to
0: come back while he's alive? Yeah. Meaning while not- Matt Thiessen's alive.
1: This person doesn't think that oh. the, 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 the oh. rapture is happening anytime soon. <laughs> So he's got to find a way to get, to, to get him to where the sun is always shining heaven. Oh my gosh, you're reading this all wrong. I'm sorry. Like, no, everyone's open to their interpretations, but good Lord. But that's just my take. I could be wrong. Cool song.
0: I guess it's safe to say there'll be no... Second coming. Like, that's how that interprets.
1: The next one, the person agrees with them because of the, I was so afraid because you were so much better than me line. Well, that's
0: what I I said this. You're just
1: picking out, like, individual lines where you're like, okay, it could be that, but you have to look at the whole picture as a whole.
0: Especially because in a song like this, if you go to someone and you say, hey, this song's about Jesus, and then they listen to it, and at the end it says, I guess it's safe to say you're never coming back, then that person's going to have... Uh, bad ideas planted in their concept of what you think songs about. Yeah, Christ a couple are about.
1: more down. People are like agreeing with us, where they're like, uh, if you're saying, "I you guess it's safe today," you're never coming back, and you think that it's about Jesus, then like that's really wrong to say from you know this particular narrator's point of view. This
0: one is on par with faking my own suicide. Yes, because I've never gotten over, especially because faking my own suicide. We did that episode three years ago and it just floored me to think that anyone could could do the spiritual gymnastics to think that faking my own suicide is a metaphor for the death and resurrection of Christ because that is like you cuz that is like spitting in the face of everything that Christ actually did for you <laughs> like that's antithetical To the actual beliefs of Christianity, if you think that that is somehow a metaphor or simile for the resurrection of Christ. Christ didn't fake his suicide.
1: I mean, other people are like, oh, yeah, the sun is always shining thing Uh, reminds me about the talk in Revelation about how there is no sun in heaven, but only the S-O-N is the only true light and he shines forever. Uh, I'm done with this particular <laughs> song Meaning,s We're going to see if I even want to bother
0: with the next one. Well, I feel like <laughs> if they do the, the spiritual gymnastics again in There Was No Thief then we're really dealing with some serious uh, reconfiguring of thought there because that one's even more clearly about a relationship with a person.
1: SWFT24 on July twenty two thousand eight 2008 said I think it's really just a little tweak on the original of The Thief. He lost Jesus and There Was No Thief. <sighs> Runningham underscore four on july 5th 2008 i loved the original song in the thief and thought it couldn't get much better but reliant k proved me wrong i think this song is about a girl he lost the thief he thought was another guy but really it was him that lost her all along
0: amen awesome
1: lyrics yeah
0: (laughs) i mean like i said if you just cut out that final line then all of these interpretations are perfectly reasonable, which I think is deliberately how Matt Thiessen writes some of these songs. I think April agrees. I think Be My Escape, to this day, I understand that Be My Escape is written about his spiritual feelings, about his salvation in Christ. He confirmed that yet again recently on the Krista uh, Makes a Podcast. But I think that Tyson deliberately does not say this in the song, Jesus, or Christ, or salvation, or any of those things, so that when you hear it, it can be both interpretations. Matt Thiessen doesn't want to trick you into thinking it's about a girl, so you realize later it's about God. He wants you to interpret it how you want to interpret it. Isn't that right, April?
1: Jake Owens, 93, on July 25th, 2008, said... I don't think that's right, actually. I haven't done any research on his motives of writing, but every time I have fallen... (laughs) Are they talking to
0: me just now?
1: But every time I have fallen from Jesus, Satan was the thief. I think anybody could easily point their finger. Great song regardless. I have to say (laughs) that I've mentioned it before. I've been really struggling with my faith for the past few years. Nothing pushes me further away than song meanings commenters.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, so I don't know uh, if that person who said Satan is the thief, if they're actually siding with the idea that this song is not about Christ, or that this song is about Christ. They could go either way, because in in that context, like, yeah, if the song is about losing your sense of connection to God, if the song is about losing that and thinking that there's a thief then yeah, you think the thief is the enemy or the thief is your own worldliness or, or something. Like there's a clearly a thief. Like Christian culture is filled with the idea of the enemy. But then in There Was No Thief, he's seeing, saying it was me that lost you. He says it was me. I'm the person who pushed you away. I'm the person who caused you to go away from me. But also that's not even how when we disconnect from feeling connected to Christ that's not how it works to say I lost well that is how it works but there's something in there's something that doesn't quite match there it should be I pushed you away but it's not that you left me this song implies that the person left him God doesn't, like, leave you. God's always there, but you push him away, and he's ready to come back at any second. Exactly. And this song does not talk about... It's one thing I take comfort in. (laughs) Right. No matter how much you push back at God, he's just there, constantly ready to come back to you no matter what. And that is not what the other entity of the thief, that is not what the third party of the thief is ready to do. When they got pushed away, they never came back. Well, I'm going to close
1: out song meetings this week with my favorite comment that I've come across today from Racha face on August 15th, 2008. Matt Thiessen, the lead singer of Reliant K is the lead singer of Matt Thiessen and the Earthquakes, which is a side project or something. That's why it's so good. He just had this <laughs> song added to the new album, The Bird and the B-Sides. Baha. Anyway, I think this song is incredible. Okay. Thank you, Rachel Face.
0: Was that a bot? Was that an AI bot? (laughs) Well. Uh,
1: And then last up. No, we have one more thing, Danny. oh, Oh, We have, I don't know if this is from Rachel Face, but this is from Rachel. There was no thief. And then it's got the lyrics. And then this picture of a cool like brick walkway or something that's kind of curved. And then a lady laying down in a sundress.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, I also found something like that from someone who follows us. Let me look real quick. So Callan Loves on Twitter. Callan, C-A-L-L-A-N, Loves is their handle. They follow us. And they did, back in 2013, a bunch of photos. I'm wondering... Cool. So, and this is a really cool thing. It says, The Thief, the third image in my Reliant K series. And it's this really amazing looking photo of a girl running through a field. That is super cool. With, with a blindfold flying. on and newspapers flying all around. That's very neat. I hope they picked up all those newspapers. Mm-hmm. I've already yeah, retweeted this from cool. the Don't podcast. Don't be a dirty bird. So, here is Reliant K playing the subway jingle. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> This is uploaded by S. Kara. Wait, let's re- I'll just spell this: S. C. A. R. R. A. S. C. O. Four. Spell out the username so you can go look it up on YouTube easier. This is Reliant K Subway theme slash There Was No Thief from SWC two thousand. Well, what an interesting intro <laughs> to yeah. There Was No Thief. <laughs> Do you not remember that? they played that same th- same thing at revgen oh
1: when I we saw that. when
0: we saw reliant k at revgen this same year in new jersey <laughs> i just happened to remember it but you know i've forgotten more reliant k songs i've seen live than, right. than um i could shake a fist at but <laughs> i do remember that in 2009 they were playing the $5 foot long jingle which i don't think $5 foot longs are a thing anymore i think uh, the economy has pretty much <laughs> done away with that
1: now it's like for for february they're like February any any five five dollar foot long
0: right maybe i think it's just done done in february? Uh-huh. i don't know i worked for subway for a little while and like subway is all franchises and i know that like the five dollar foot long promotion that would get pushed on the franchises would really piss off the <laughs> franchise owners <laughs> of course. because all it did was eat into their profits uh, then they launch into a live performance of There Was No Thief. But we have a better live version. And that remember is the... when we were
1: kids and they had Bobby's World toys at Subway? That was the best.
0: Uh, sure. Of course I remember the Bobby's World toys from the time. And not just here in our house because we own some of them. <laughs> I don't remember the Bobby's World toys from the time, unfortunately. Um,
1: I do. That's why they're in our house.
0: <laughs> there are a couple different live performances of this song on youtube including someone who claims let me just click i'm not going to play it because it's blown out phone footage what do but, they claim um,
1: to be matt Thiessen?
0: yeah megan camp back in 2008 march 2008 Ooh. claims here that this is relying k playing the thief for the first time and then on the comments it's a bunch of people who are like It's called There Was No Thief. It's called There Was No Thief. And then the person, the original uploader is like, I called it The Thief because that's how he introduced the song. So even after they retitled the song. Yeah, there you go.
1: Take that, commenters.
0: So even after they retitled the song There Was No Thief on the album, it seems like the vernacular for the band was still to just call this The Thief. So good for Megan Camp sticking up for herself sticking up to herself for yeah. those those toxic youtube commenters you of which watch there's like four. Did you watch the video? Uh we can watch it for a no, second. No no no. Oh.
1: Not you. I'm saying did the commenters watch the video where he introduces it as the thief?
0: Let's see if he he introduces it in the video. That he might have just introduced it oh, right before she started I see. recording. No, he didn't introduce uh, it well in then the video.
1: I, I, then it's, that's not the fault of the commenters. Yeah. They didn't know that.
0: Well, it's just funny to think, you know...
1: Apologies for attacking the YouTube commenters.
0: I mentioned this way earlier in the episode, but, you know, they never did play the song The Thief live, apparently. Mm-hmm. They only ever played There Was No Thief. And I guess it just kind of makes sense. They introduced it as The Thief, but if you never, like saw Reliant K perform this song early or you only knew There Was No Thief, maybe you never heard the original Apathetic E P version, you would kind of always know this song as There Was No Thief. So speaking of RevGen, here is the actual... I was actually building up to the live album. I just forgot.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. We didn't even talk about the live album. No, I was
0: setting it up here and I think like twice now I was about to say, here's the live album version and then we got sidetracked by something else. So why watch a bunch of YouTube videos? This is what I was saying. Why watch a bunch of YouTube videos from 2008, 2009 that are all blown out and, you know, Reliant K is rocking, but they won't sound great. When there's technically this song on the live album and this is from the time of 2009 with John and John and Ethan and the band this isn't this is not from the 2016 section of the album of the live album here it is There Was No Thief live at Rocket Town 2009 from the Reliant K live album
2: for a time I thought there was- I thought I'd track him down But prior to my pursuit The smoke had cleared Into my disbelief There was no thief Cause it was me That lost you There was no thief Cause it was me That lost you I guess it's say
0: that's fun that it's like instead of a piano it's actually kind of what is that like an organ sound what or like a keyboard sound what does this sound like yeah this is like an organ sound
1: right
0: so it's fun to get three very different sounding versions of the song the full-on praise and worship piano version missing that intro the full-on rock version with the piano And then this also rock version, but with this sort of organ-keyboard sound. I like the sound of the organ, if it is an organ. It definitely sounds like that to me. But I like the piano in this. I like the keyboards in this more than probably either recorded version. Mm -hmm. But I definitely like the vocals on the uh, studio on the Bird and the B-Sides version more than this. Because this is the t like who's starting to get a little breathy. There's that breathy t of later performances that I, you know, it's like, just sound like you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> just sing like you're talking. And so it's interesting, you know, the live album is split between part of a 2009 performance and part of a 2016 performance. It's the two live direct to vinyl EPs that came out years before that they then finally, after a couple of years, compiled into one streaming album. But what's interesting is that out of the songs from 2009 that they're like here's what kind of represents us at our peak in 2009. They pick Forget and Not Slow Down, The One I'm Waiting For, I Don't Need a Soul, There Was No Thief, and Be My Escape. And Who I Am Hate Who I've Been. Sorry. So so you say a Relying K live album right and you think like oh there's going to be all kinds of classic all the classic hits are going to be on the album. There's definitely some classic hits not on the live album. I'm not going to Go thinking of what they are right now but the last song you kind of think that's going to be on there is there was no thief <laughs> right from the nashville tennis ep <laughs> like yeah it's clearly something they enjoyed playing live around 2008 9 and 10 i have lots of youtube videos of it but to think that this is something that they're going to perform record the entire show and then pick one two three four five six songs out of that performance to say this is peak us performing in 2009 like canonized in our live album that's split between 2009 and 2016. There was no thief. Like that's just an unexpected song to be in that selection, along with forget and not slow down. The one I'm waiting for. I don't need a soul be my escape and who I am hate Who I've been right. These are all massive Reliant K songs. <laughs> and then there was no thief is thrown in there.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to bring it down for a minute. I
0: guess so, but I feel like there's other big Relying K songs that they could have used to like bring it down for that section. Why are you ragging
1: on this song, Dan?
0: I am not ragging on this song. I'm saying that this live album... Kind of like lifts up this song to a status that you wouldn't think of for a song off of the Nashville Tennis EP, which is their like makeshift B-side collection that has a bunch of new songs on it. Like here it is alongside Forget and Not Slow Down, the one I'm waiting for, and Be My Escape, and Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. Like that's like... That's royalty to be released among. So right. here, I feel like they're really put... Whether they meant it this way or not, if it just happens to be what they recorded, what they played that night, and that just happened to be... They did a perfect recording live that night. Maybe Rocket Town just had really good sound equipment that you could record a live album at every night. Every Anyone who performs there gets a live album. Any artist who gets, who gets there gets really the masters. Maybe it's a song
1: to play live.
0: Maybe it is, but that just, like... 2009, this performance is from, that's Forget and Not Slow Down tour time, and they're keeping The Thief in there, which to me just makes me think even more that this thematically fits in with the error of Forget and Not Slow Down, that this is a kind of loss, this is a tangential Forget and Not Slow Down song. This is a piece of the Forget and Not Slow Down puzzle. Well, here's a bad Nightcore. (laughs) Enough of that, let's listen to some really bad Nightcore. This is so bad. This is, like, one of the worst Nightcore's I've ever heard.
1: I just don't know if this song is meant for Nightcore.
0: No, but it's not. But it's also not meant to be... Nightcore is not meant to be made through some really bad... Like, how did they make this? Like, it sounds so tinny and worn out. It sounds really, really bad. Um, And it's also not called Nightcore. It's called There Was No Thief, R-I-N-K, parentheses, speed. (laughs) Like, this is the speed version not a good nightcore, very bad nightcore. Um, and then here we were talking. I was saying that there'd be an Among Us thing. Here it is.
1: For a time
0: so it's a creepy CGI man.
1: This is so creepy. Doing like
0: a creepy robot dance. The CGI man. And it's that's good. it. It's it's but eight seconds long. It's just a creepy CGI cool. man. What does
1: this have to do with Among Us?
0: And then one of the Among Us characters pops in creepily behind the guy, like he's about to get him. He's going to get him. Interesting. The Among Us guys are always trying to kill you. He's got a gun. He's got a gun pointed at him, the Among Us guy. That's uploaded by Muzak. Muzak, uh, 10 months ago with 14 views, and I'm giving it a thumbs up right now. There's a lost AMV... There's a couple of anime music videos. There's Naruto. There's Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop definitely makes sense if you know.
1: Who's the thief on Lost?
0: Uh it's it's about uh, Christian Shepard. That's his name, right? No, that's the dad's name. What was the the main character's name? Jack. Jack Shepard. Like the dad's name, I think was Christian Shepard, right? And then like there was like a joke oh, like like right. your dad's name is Christian Shepard. I, I haven't
1: thought about Lost in so long.
0: <laughs> Jack Shepard. <laughs> It's just a Jack appreciation music I video. See. Especially like when he gets off the island. Spoiler warning right, for Lost, right. and especially like how well, lost is it he even is. Though? <laughs> oh, it's kind of a shipping video. They're showing her with uh, the Wasp. <laughs> They're Kate. showing Kate <laughs> and Jack together. Kate and Jack together. Twelve years ago, this is uploaded I'm, by. Editor. I remember we
1: talked about on here before how there was like an article of like the best Christian representations on TV, and they're like Kate from Lost. <laughs> I'm like, when does she say she's a Christian on that show?
0: <laughs> when she kills the guy I don't think they've shown and her runs away
1: or anything? Like I don't she... understand.
0: Here's the only real shipping video I found. This is oh, Jess and Rory from Oh Gilmore nice. Girls.
1: I love it. That is one of my early ships. Heck yeah. Jess and Rory for the win.
0: Maybe this year for Christmas I'll edit you together a Super Corp. Aw, thanks, April. <laughs> said there was no thief. April just said I'll help.
1: Aw, thanks, April. I didn't
0: say who that's by. That was edited by... Yeah, April's reminding me. That's by Scribble Dreamer. Scribble Dreamer 10 years ago. Nice. Uh, I don't remember what this is, but I just wrote what? <laughs> That's my only comment. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is this? It's some sort of CGI purple cat. Purple cat with a dress. And anthropomorphic character wearing a dress. <laughs> no, they're nodding. It's like Machinima. It's like edited together from some sort of maybe video game, some sort of character oh, creator they fell software. It's
1: taken a bow and a curtsy at the same it's time. It's almost like
0: a club penguin thing, but it's like fully CGI and the camera can move around.
1: Yeah, and there's a light flares happening behind it.
0: Maybe it'll tell me what this is. Re uploaded from February earlier this year. <laughs> oh, they got it taken Oh, it says I miss you, Big Brother. So yeah. this is like a tribute. Toontown Online. So I'm not laughing at it anymore, but this is some software called Toontown Anymore. online and i guess they made a little tribute to their brother that's nice. i don't know if, well i don't know if they died or they just went to college or something but Sh- uh, shepherd coincidentally shepherd is the name of the youtube channel and they made a little tribute to their brother that's nice and now we got lots and lots and lots of covers so Here's the night we oh, haven't.
1: You went a little out of order, so I was like right. thinking we were done. Oh, no,
0: we got covers. Oh, I see. I wanted to end on covers because honestly, it feels like it's been a couple of weeks since we've done covers. Because yeah, we, we picked not a, lot a lot of songs. Yeah. We just picked all of these like weird, silly, goofy, under the radar right. songs right. recently that I haven't had a full selection of all kinds of different covers. So here's Arden C with a Uke cover. It's been so long since we've just seen a regular old ukulele cover after this commercial because <laughs> I still don't have YouTube premium. Oh, Danny.
1: Google literally just charged me for it. Why do you not just, I just need to, on? I just need <laughs> to be
0: logged in as you. That's what I, need, I keep forgetting to do. Here it is. Here's Arden C's ukulele cover. Guess it's safe
1: to
2: say you're never coming. Bye.
0: That's nice That's really nice yeah Yeah, i like that a lot i'm gonna skip about a minute and a half in okay it's about the same (laughs) it's just pretty i like one vocal and a ukulele so how could it be all that different but it's great it's very pretty um then there's a couple of piano covers and some of these were really good i wonder i didn't but i didn't mark like which ones are the good ones and which ones are the cursed ones (laughs) <laughs> I forgot. So it's a.
1: Gotta love it. A good cursed piano I'm, cover. I'm
0: so out of sorts for doing this sort of thing. It's like, you know, usually I mark, like, this isn't very good. This sounds cursed, but it might be fun to listen to. Um, here's Annette. Uh, before we get to piano covers, okay, this one looks really interesting. It sounds good too. This is Annette Lee with a, an acoustic cover. And the vo- the visuals on this are also very interesting looking. <laughs>
2: Every time I thought there was a thief among us I tried to track him down the pride of my pursuit The smoke got cleared into my disbelief There was no thief cause it was me that lost you. There was no thief, cause it was me. They lost you. I guess it's safe.
0: It's a bit torchy. It's a bit torch song like. The production value looks great too. It looks, it's a really good camera. This video is from nine years ago and she is basically in a black oblivion background, (laughs) but with a really strong backlight on her hair. So she has that halo around her hair and then a light in front of her so that she's lit up among this, among this uh, black background. So I guess we'll end on one more. What's another good one? I don't. You didn't play a piano cover yet, right? Let's play the piano cover. Let's see if this (laughs) one's good. The Piano Dreamers. No, there's no Piano Dreamers. Mm. There's lots of female covers as well. There's lots of uh, girls covering this song. Just notable. That same thing happened with Curl Up or Die. I remember lots of girls covering... Curl Up and Die. Curl Up and Die. What did I say? Curl Up or Die. die. (laughs) Curl Up or Die. Don't love it, leave it. Curl Up or Die. Good Lord. Live free or curl up and die. (laughs)
2: Live
0: free or die or curl up. Uh, um, Let's see. Oh yeah, and then you know, I didn't uh, even note a lot of some of these are covers of The Thief and some are covers of There Was No Thief, but I didn't take time to note which is which. So here is I Am All There Is on YouTube and here's their piano cover. Okay, this one's a little cursed. This is
1: super cursed. I don't even see it. I'm just listening to it like everyone else. And and
0: this is a cover of the Apathetic EP version. But yeah, the, the visuals are very cursed. It's very yellow lighting, very oh, yellow yeah. color temperature. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like plain walls the
1: crackling sound the crackling sound yeah. 15
0: years ago it's a very old youtube video so let's power through mm-hmm. this very cursed sounding although he's very talented but uh very cursed sounding recording and this is an electric piano so it has that it kind of has a toy piano quality to it
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> And I understand why you wouldn't
0: want you Oops. Well, I accidentally cut that off. <laughs> but that's amazing. Danny. I, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut that off. Um, to get to you I'm so I'm so <laughs> un, I'm so out of sorts for doing covers. I want to find one really well-recorded recent piano cover and then we will get out of here. So I just went. So we just went behind a little edit right now, and I'm like, let me listen to all these piano covers. They're all cursed, and not not because of the talent of anyone involved, but like every piano is like every piano cover is like weird visuals, low quality recording. It's hard to to record a, a
1: piano if you don't have the proper equipment.
0: Yeah. So I'm sorry. I guess we won't end on a piano cover. Instead, here's. Uh, One more guitar cover, and this is James Sire, C-Y-R. This is a cover on acoustic guitar of There Was No Thief by Relanke. Oh, this is also cursed. (laughs) Everything's so badly recorded. I don't remember this. I thought everything was well recorded. This is still fun. I love that he's wearing sunglasses indoors on his webcam. I love this guy's attitude. I just love James's attitude. That's Fun sweater. Fun sweater. Fun blocky Tetris-like sweater. Video game consoles and electronics and books all over the floor. Up in the attic. Up in the furnished attic. So this is great. Anyway, that, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. It turns out there was no cover section. It was me <laughs> that destroyed the cover section because it's been so long since we've had covers. Well, we're getting into Christmas, and I'm sure there will be covers of the remaining Christmas songs that we have on our list. Woo! And so, anyway, Jessica. Yes. What do you think of There Was No Thief and The Thief? You have to. Uh, grade both of them okay on our scale you don't have to grade the live version because that's just a live version of the bird and the b-sides one
1: i love it i think i like the um the thief about the same but i think i like there was no thief a little bit more because both these songs i haven't really listened to a lot in the past uh, maybe like decade and so now listening to them again i'm like oh yeah i remember how much i love these songs
0: you know what's funny is that I would rate them the opposite of what you did. Oh, that's funny. I like The Thief a little bit more because leading up to this episode, I didn't give the apathetic EP version much time a day. Right. I didn't even give it much time a day in researching this episode. And then talking about it and thinking about the way in which it is a revision and how lyrically there's so much added that it actually boosts up in my mind just the ranking of the thief and then i like there was no thief the same because i really like that song and i guess technically i like it more but really i like it the same it's a top tier relying case song to me on the nashville tennis bird and the b-sides uh side of things but yeah that's how i would write those songs so merry christmas everyone we'll see you for our our two pods of christmas. <laughs> we only yeah. have two songs left and then we'll pick something for the end of the year. But there you go, two pods of christmas coming at you. What are those? Do you who out there remembers what two songs we have left? Oh, and I don't. I yeah, I don't I don't remember. We'll f- we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll just pick two songs <laughs> and hope they're songs we didn't do before. Sounds like a plan. And whatever I was about to say like, oh, I just remembered. I'll bring that up next week. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Leave you <laughs> if you a remember. Week. If I remember.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Any dog whisperers out there? Uh, <laughs> g- give us some tips. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Have a good one.